Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer with you. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a new trend from Silicon Valley and in the classroom. It's EdTech ambassadors, EdTech influencers in the classroom, uh, bringing technology into the classroom from enterprises out in Silicon Valley and in the technology world and how that uh, translates to students learning and, and the moral question of it all. But first and foremost, the most important part of uh, the show for me, Brandon, how are you doing today? <laughs> Is that the most important show part of the show for you, Brandon? I just end it there. Yeah. I think, yes. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Dan. Um, I'm better now, even knowing yeah. how important I am. I'm, no, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, this, I, I like this show. I'm excited. Uh, I like talking about teachers. Um, you know, I've, I've, talked at uh learn holes past about how much i like talking about teachers so uh excited to uh, to get it on and i think this brings together a bunch of different worlds here not only the classroom and ed tech but also the idea of influencers uh you see them a lot across social media the idea being it's someone who has a large following somebody who has some sort of ability to influence other people's uh, ideals what they buy what they're looking to uh, get after mike i know you're on twitter you're on social media you see influencers coming in and out there's a New York Times article that we're, we're working off of uh, largely here uh, about what uh, ethics issues may be uh, brought to light because of these influencers. Uh, what'd you take from the article and, and maybe start the conversation here of, of why we think this is a, an important conversation to have uh, right here on Trending in Education? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, uh, I think we're influencers, Right, we're 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 trying Absolutely. to be influencers. Yeah, we're influencing. Uh, and we, for the record, Mike is equally as important. Just thank you. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. thanks, Aw. shucks. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's interesting uh, the timeliness of it uh, and the uh, the ethical quandaries that it raises. Uh, I think are are really fascinating to me because I think on the one hand you have the intrepid teacher in her classroom uh, trying to make an impact, probably is under-resourced. Uh, we've talked about the plight of, uh, of those intrepid educators who are out there, you know, trying to make a difference in, in their students' lives. They're under-resourced. They're trying to sort of figure out other ways to um, get the resources that they need, uh, potentially increase their, their revenue streams. Right. And uh, they're just being somewhat entrepreneurial. And I think that instinct is good. It's both entrepreneurial and it's uh, sort of uh, future forward. Like they're thinking there's probably something new, something better in the space for me to make an impact on my class. So that's the positive side. On the negative side, um, the, the fact that uh, these, these companies are gaining meaningful access to children's sort of worlds by virtue of these influencers uh, is, is raising some meaningful questions about the ethics of it, about the legality of it. Um, and um, I don't think they landed this particular right up in the times. I don't think they landed significantly on one side or the other. Right. It's raising the fact that uh, there's some complexity out there that the world's continuing to change and that influencers are going to uh, be teaching classes and they're going to have access to resources that less influential folks won't have. And um, I think, I think it's something for us to, to try to wrap our heads around. And I definitely think it's trending on a number of fronts. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. So I think um, there's a part of this that is just objectively good, which is recognizing that teachers are influential. Mm -hmm. 
right? So, um, you know, being thoughtful, if this opens up a dialogue about how influential teachers are in their students' lives and families' lives, you know, in the sort of fabric of our lives' lives, um, I guess that's over cotton. Yeah, I was thinking free t-shirts are made of cotton, yeah. which is the fabric and, of and our so, lives. And like one of the women profiled in this, uh, in this piece is, um, you know, I think gets a, a bunch of free Swag, free cl- swag, including uh, clothes. We for, love swag. We do. It's it's stuff that we all get. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so you know, there, there's um, teachers are super influential, and I think if th- that may be sort of a positive externality of this conversation around ethical dilemma of how they are wielding their influence and what um, you know for-profit companies can gain access to students' information, and you know may have. Um, uh, you know, access to, to early um, adopters and purchasers. Um, but, uh, but I think that's good. I think that the te- teachers being influential is that part is good. So I, I, I like that. I like where you're going. Like it, it struck a, struck a, a chord with me where I was thinking um, I'm a big fan of affluenza uh, as a, as a construct, the uh-huh. idea that the affluent are, are sort of uh, they suffer in a way because they've been around affluence their whole lives and they, that can, they can sort of develop uh, some pernicious habits uh, by virtue of their environment. What about influenza? Where yeah. like an influencer gets, uh, gets uh, sort of turned to the dark side uh, mm. as an influencer. Because it does feel like, you know, that uh, you start mainlining that swag. It's very subtle. That swag just keeps... <laughs> But the swag will corrupt, you know, the swag, like if you start uh, worshiping at the altar of swag, yeah. there's a point at which you, so you may lose who you are. That's true. You know, and yeah. then at the end of the day, you're really just shilling for, uh, for big ed tech. For the villain. <laughs> yeah, shilling for the villain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like where will, where will new models emerge in our educational system, if not through programs like this so you know like how how top down does it need to be and how much can we allow for the empowerment of an individual influencer and i think that's really what this is raising is like if you're part of a school district or if you're part of like there were attorneys general were Mm, mentioned in here we like we like proper proper pluralization uh, runs batted in rsbi um the (laughs) the the fact that the attorneys generals, no, attorneys general have been uh, at the state level, I think, are the ones who are now looking into this because like there's a point at which this does uh, go beyond what what's even acceptable to the point where uh, you can get some pretty absurd examples. Uh, you know, I was I was jokingly saying, you know, tonight's. Uh, tonight's science lesson is brought to you by Pfizer. Right. You know, where like there's a level to which um, you don't even get the sense that it's science anymore or that it's uh, impartial anymore when it becomes too powered by sort of a, a corporate concern, or at least that's the, that's the risk here. And that's, that's sort of what I, I think the attorneys general are starting to look at. Yeah. I think it's um, so, so it analogizes also in this article to um uh, doctors being influenced by farm companies. And, um, you know, I think that's a fine analogy, but I think it, it breaks down a little bit because 
what we're talking about, at least in the teacher's profiles here, and maybe we're in early days, maybe um, thinking last week's uh, episode, we're moving up the, uh, up the hype cycle on this. Um, you know, the, the, the doctor who is for um, less than fully ethical reasons prescribing her patients a drug because she's influenced by the swag she'll get, that has, I think, worse implications than what we're talking about here with these teachers because these teachers are, you know, it's not life and death here. It's not, you know, it's not a pharmacological solution that they're providing. They're like bringing better technologies into their classroom. Mm -hmm by virtue of you know shilling a little bit for that uh for that provider now there there are there's data and there's privacy and there's i'm not saying there's no concerns but it's it's not a it's the the analogy isn't a perfect one. so brendan brendan what is the concern for you like you were saying that you thought it was uh, great to see teachers as influencers where do you see a negative here do you see yeah sure i mean there's so there's two things there's one um if teachers are not i think anybody who has um, uh, uh, you know, sort of a um, uh, non-impartial uh, affiliation who, right. who is a partial party, if they're not disclaiming their other associations, I think that's problematic. I think it's problematic for journalists. I think it's problematic, you know, for, uh, for influencers. Um, so that, that's one. And I, I would imagine that there are people who, you know, teachers who are not necessarily even unscrupulous, just sort of uninformed about the kind of... Um, uh, disclaimers they should be providing. Uh, and so students may be exposed to certain technologies or other teachers may be induced to buy things because there is, you know, a kickback to that, uh, to that influencer. That's one set of concerns. The other is if a teacher is bringing in technology, particularly in everything within an internet of things, like everything is connected that then connects and, and gathers student data um, without the, the sort of the proper um, uh, permissions granted, et cetera, or, or thinking through what, how that data would be used. That's a second category of problem. That's probably a bigger problem in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but that, th that's, those are the issues as I see them. The third category, uh, just to kind of build on that, is uh, the concept of technology-driven versus technology-enabled innovation. So like the idea that because... Uh, an outside company is giving me this technology, I'm going to figure out how to incorporate it into right. my class. Uh, that's a good, yeah. That's, as, yep. as opposed to... And that's another class of... Yeah, because yeah, like there, there just might be great... Uh, it, it's, it's, almost, it, it, it's almost undermining great instructional design, great lesson planning uh, to say that technology is a silver bullet and it will magically make your classroom great when at the end of the day even these teachers even the influencers that were outlined which um while it was talking about well the article discussed the complexity of the issue i think it painted a pretty positive picture of, so of the teachers who were yeah. profiled and and i think that's probably true of many teachers particularly those who are trying to make a difference i just think to some extent to me it's pointing to the fact that we're under we're underserving our teachers in terms of just giving them the basic supplies that they need to be effective in class so that they're looking to outside parties to sort of get the resourcing that they need. And then there's a point at which, you know, pencils is one thing. I think one thing they talked about is that teachers are buying pencils for their classrooms. That's sort of a classic story, not particularly well paid. But then if then they start to get uh, you know, 3D printers and coding kits and, and iPads, suddenly the way you lesson plan can start to change. And I don't know if we, I don't know, if we know 100% that 
the lesson planning will get better. I think kids will probably enjoy it more because they're playing with like sort of cool technology and there may be some benefit in that. But I do think it's, it's something that we grapple with on the show a lot. And I think it, like people in this day and age are grappling with is like, just because the technology is better for a consumer, is it actually better for, for a learning, learning context? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's a that's a real consideration, and, and that's a good one, one that I hadn't noted. Um, I think that uh, probably ne- if I if I were making sort of a judgment call by speaking talking binary here, um, not not the not the what's not, underlying the code in that technology, or but not not quantum computing, which we didn't talk about we last didn't, week. I know. That, that was on the, the, the life cycle. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if, if, if I'm going to say this is net positive or net negative, I think it's still net positive because mm-hmm. I, I think um, this is a way to get more technology into a classroom in, uh, in a control. We're not, they're not talking about putting a 3D printer in every classroom for free. The economics models of that don't work. So mm-hmm. it's in limited circumstances. And there's probably a lot of learning. Like industry, um, you know, uh, companies that are driven by a bottom line, like they have an urgency to learn that moves at a pace that is faster than K-12 mm-hmm. and higher ed. And I think that's probably a good thing. So if, if you know, the, the big Silicon Valley ed tech company learns that this kind of 3D printer is more effective in this classroom than that one, or that, you know, 4D printers, which we talked about last time, are more effective than 3D because you get that extra D. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's probably good learning um, as well. And I, I think that this sort of um, uh, environment for this kind of learning can happen probably faster this way than sort of broad rollout of that kind of technology. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I, I do think at the same time, there's there's some risk that, teachers then become less focused on teaching and more focused on influencing uh, whether in class or outside. And like even the example of one of these, uh, one of these educators is no longer teaching and is now working for an ed tech company to kind of promote those, those services and uh, don't necessarily have a strong opinion one way or another, but it does feel like in a world, in a world where, (laughs) Uh, where finding great educators and keeping them and retaining them so they continue to do a great job in their classrooms is a fundamental problem that we all agree is a fundamental problem. I do think there's a bit of a brain drain that you can see from these types of scenarios where people are going to go to where the money is. And probably for, you know, the invisible hand of the marketplace will help us sort of develop better tools for classrooms. But I do, I do get concerned that it almost takes the educator's eyes off the prize of the outcomes for her learners. Although I imagine there are other measures in place at the, the state and local level that'll keep There are other track. measures. And I, I would also say that those educators with wandering eyes mm-hmm. uh, may have had their eyes wander elsewhere anywhere. Like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're induced to leave the profession because there's a higher paying job in ed tech, there's a higher paying job, like probably next door anyway. Right. Yep. So like some of those people there, I, I will, I will cop that there is a non-zero number of people who'd be peeled off by ed tech. Yeah. But, um, that's where I get into, I, and you know, I, I sort of was, uh, meandering through my own thoughts about whether this would be net positive or net negative. I think probably still net positive. There's definitely some classrooms for which it'll be net negative. Yep. Some teachers for whom it'll be net negative, some mm-hmm. students for whom it'll be net, net negative. And, and we shouldn't ignore that blithely, but that is, um, 
I think in in some probably the the the, the positives outweigh the the negatives. That that that's again that that's my same opinion restated. Sure. After trying to rebut your, but those people are going to leave anyway. Right, right. Um, we, uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it, interesting interesting stuff. And for our listeners who uh, may be aspiring influencers uh, who are educators. There may be a, a career path for you here. Uh, if you, you know, we probably need like a guidebook for uh, for educators on how to become influencers and also how to st- how to pay attention to what the attorneys general <laughs> might be saying about whether right. it's okay or not. Uh, but it, but I mean, it does seem like there are some um, interesting collisions that are starting to happen between people's professional and personal lives in social media and elsewhere, and. Uh, you know, the problem of the influencer is, is not unique to the classroom, you know, so like you're mentioning uh, pharmaceutical, big pharma, um, you know, uh, even for us, you know, like we're doing this show, we're wearing NASCAR suits yeah. as we speak yeah. uh, with appropriate branding. Uh, we just got to work on uh, like reading off all of our logos. To <laughs> it's going to take, take a while. So they understand. Yeah, I would tune out first before yeah. we do that. Yeah. I think uh, lots of good questions and answers brought up here about this question. One that will continue to probably grow as social media continues to grow and ed tech tries to find their way into more and more classrooms. Um, I also do think, Mike, you brought up a, a great point earlier of just the underlying problem uh, of teachers probably not being paid enough and, and needing to go outside their district and outside their own school to bring in technology is probably something that needs to be assessed and, and brought to light as well, um, which I think this article did talk about. And I think it did a very good job of not trying to come down on either side, but just opening up that there is uh, this other thing happening uh, for some teachers where they're trying to get stuff into the classroom, but also building uh, a side gig, you know, the mm-hmm. gig economy, the side hustle of, of sure. trying to, you know, get paid uh, in other ways uh, and help their classroom at the same time. Any final thoughts here? We're coming up on time for the podcast, but uh, a big topic that I'm sure we could spend many, many uh, podcasts on and bring in uh, different people to talk about it, which may be a fun uh, venture in the not too distant future. But Mike, any further thoughts to close it out or, or uh, should I let uh, Brandon step on my clothes again? I, I, well, you, you guys can handle what you need to handle right after this, but I'd say, uh, you know, uh, we just got to get our swag game and our merch game on point is my, is my takeaway. Yeah. Cause it's all about swag and merch. Dan, I think that's in your, you're our producer yeah. um, as well as a co-host. I yeah. think that's in your, that's in your event in your um, uh, remit. Is, All right. is uh, swag, merch, et cetera, right? All that. I will work with our legal counsel to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Nice. Yeah, I would. Um, so I, if you get us some swag, if it's T-shirts, I can step on your clothes. Right. Uh, there it is. To me. Oh, clothes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think this is, a, this is interesting and an exciting topic. Um, you know, I, I opened by saying I'm, I like talking about teachers and teachers are influential. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this is a, a new sort of a new frontier for us, um, as money continues to pour into classrooms and, you know, teachers are uh, influential in how that gets sort of, uh, uh, directed. Um, it's going to be interesting future conversations. So I, I don't think we've heard the last of this even from us, um, but certainly not, uh, from, uh, from industry and from, from Ed. And I'd love to, we'd love to hear from some teachers out there. Like if you're, if you're on the fence. Do I do I call that ed tech company? Which ed which ed tech companies have the best swag? Like what's in it for me? We'd love to hear from you as well. So, uh, what what should what should uh, someone do, Dan, if they want to uh, want to contact us? What's the best way to to find us? 
Well, that's an excellent question, Michael. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Trending and Ed on Facebook as well uh, at Trending and Ed. Send us a message on there or find us uh, trendingned.com. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, on any of those social media platforms. Happy to bring questions here onto the podcast and answer them on social as well. But it would be great to hear from the teachers out there that are listening and have uh, an opinion on this subject. Start to engage more with our social community. With all that said, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with a new one right here on Trending in Education.